You're listening to Second Breaks. This is episode number 92. my friend thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of second breaks a weekly show where we dig into stories and strategies for navigating a changing world of work and thriving in our chosen careers now if you are a repeat listener well my friend Thank you so much for coming back and spending some time with me again. And if you are new to the podcast, welcome. I am thrilled that you found me and the show. Uh, my name is Lou Blazer, by the way. And let me just say this, um, since you're new here, this podcast Introducing you to these interesting folks with inspiring stories is hands down the highlight of my week. So I really, really am happy that you found me. And I hope that you like the podcast and that you choose to subscribe so that I get to spend more time with you in the future. Now, speaking of interesting folks that I introduced to you via the podcast, my guest today is one of those interesting folks. Her name is Dara Paoletti, a certified life coach. She specializes in helping women beat burnout and get their life back. Now, Dara, she's been there, right? She's been there. She's done that. She's experienced feeling burnout herself. And in this episode, she shares her own story, how she felt, and why it is that for a long time, she thought that what she was experiencing was normal. Dara has spent time studying burnout, so she also shares some common misconceptions around this topic, including who is most susceptible to burnout, which I will tell you is not who I thought it was going to be. Dara's suggestions for burnout recovery will probably surprise you as it did me. They are small steps, so small that you'd think, how is this going to help me? But these baby steps are precisely what we need to overcome burnout, not those big swing to the left, swing to the right kind of steps. Just these baby steps actually are, you know, are what we need. Okay, let me get out of the way and I'll catch up with you at the back end. I actually, um, throughout my career, I've worked in in kind of multiple different roles and industries and have experienced burnout multiple times along the way, which I've found in talking to people is also quite common. Mm-hmm. But it was kind of my most recent experience with burnout that really was sort of the tipping point for me, where I just realized like, okay, something's something's got to give here. But I was working in a job that I enjoyed with people that I liked, um, you know, with work that was challenging, it kept me really busy. Um, you know, it was, it was a fast paced environment with lots of deadlines and, and stacks of things to get done. And what, what I've realized now in hindsight that happened is that slowly over the years of being in that job, I started taking my work home with me. And I don't mean that in a literal sense. I actually mean that more in a figurative sense where 
it was just hard for me to shut it off at the end of the day. You know, like first it started out with just sort of little kind of annoyances or stresses or, you know, somebody in particular at work that I'd had a frustrating interaction with. And I would just sort of bring that home home with me. You know, I'd be complaining about it to my husband or my friends. Um, and it would just start, it started to sort of like slowly bleed into other parts of my life. Um, and and then that just that part kind of kept growing bigger and bigger and bigger. And so I got into this sort of routine, which um, I've noticed is common, too. And I sort of um, I've nicknamed it the work zombie lifestyle, where I did sort of become like what I like to call a work zombie, where I just I had this sort of monotonous routine going where I, you know, get up, you know, the alarm goes off in the morning, I'd hit snooze as many times as I could get up at the very last minute, like do the mad dash to the shower, get my clothes on, get ready for work, run out the door, you know, do the whole work thing, and then come home at the end of the day, exhausted, um, and just kind of cranky. And then I would spend my evenings, um, you know, doing what I thought of as relaxing, which was mostly like vegging out on the couch. Um, you know, this was pre Netflix days. So, you know, sitting with my remote in hand, just kind of flipping through stuff, watching stuff on TV and just kind of doing what, you know, like I said, what I used to like to recall relaxing at the end of my day. Um, and so that just became a cycle that just would happen day in and day out. And it, and it felt normal to me because that's what a lot of people that I knew, like that's how most people's lives were. Like that's what it looked like. And so it just began to feel normal until I got to a point one day where I came home and I just, I was, I just was like, what, what is going on? Like, this is not, (laughs) this is not a life. Um, and also in the process, what I realized, and this is more hindsight, is that I just, I realized that I had lost my connection to myself and who I was and the things that I enjoyed. Mm. Um, I had to let a lot of that go because I'd fallen into this sort of work zombie cycle. Um, and so when I got to that point, I was like, okay, something's, something's gotta be different. I need to make a change. I was very fortunate at that point in my life where I was able to actually leave my job. Like it gotten that bad that I was just like, I think I need to make a clean break. Um, so I was very lucky to have that opportunity. And I, I just kind of muddled through the next probably year or so, just kind of figuring out on my own how to like recover from this kind of deep work zombie hole I had dug for myself unknowingly. Um, And so when I finally got out of that hole a year or so later, I was like, okay, that that's really sort of where my, um, my interest and motivation for doing the work that I do now came from is I was just like, first of all, I don't want anybody to have to go through this, but if they do, I would love to be able to help guide them back out of it so that it doesn't take them a year or more of like trying to figure out of like how to unwind all of this. It's interesting, though, you said something there about with Netflix, I think it's and Hulu and all these on demand sort of channels now or ways of watching TV is that we use a lot of that to as a form of relaxation. 
right? So we get home from work and the TV goes on or we, we're on Netflix. And then now we can even binge watch a whole season of something, whatever. And <laughs> sure, then, we're all and, guilty of it, right? We've done it. Everybody's done it. Exactly. And I wonder, because, and I can't remember who said it, but I heard someone say this before. It might have been Chase Jarvis, but I'm, I could be wrong completely. But there's a difference between like if you're watching a show because you actually like this particular show and you're watching it for that purpose versus the thing that you're talking about where it's not even a deliberate choice anymore. It's just like there and it's like a, a perfect word zombie like sort of way of enjoying and you're not even enjoying <laughs> Yeah, I think that's a really important distinction to make. And the, and the word that you used was making a choice, right? Um, because the, the way that, that I was using it and that a lot of people using it is more to just like numb out um, from, from the stress and from the day that you've had. And, and it can be hard when you're sort of like in it to know the difference, right? Like you can really think like, oh no, I'm making this choice to relax. I'm coming home and this is how I relax. You know, some people it's binge watching. Some people it's like grabbing that bottle of cab and pouring a glass and sitting. And so the question there, and I think that's an important distinction is like, is this just a habit that's happening that you're not thinking about? Or is this an actual choice? that you're making. And that can sometimes help make that distinction between whether it really is relaxing because sometimes, yeah, like sitting down and, and binge watching a few episodes of Gilmore girls is a fun thing to do. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, but, but then sometimes that's, that's not really where it's coming from. And so check, you know, making sure to check in with yourself. Like if this has become your daily thing, like if this has become your daily routine it might be something to look at. Have you noticed that people who are, who tend to be workaholics, because I, I call myself a recovering workaholic, uh, although I, my recovery isn't really, you know, doing very well, but I've done much better than I have done. Like I am better than I was in from previous years. But do you, do you find that people who, who tend to be workaholics tend to suffer more with burnout or it's not really like it's all, all all over? That's a really good question. And it reminds me of some kind of distinctions that I wanted to call out, especially in sharing my own story, because everybody's story and what their burnout process looks like is going to be a little bit different. Um, and so it, it, it can be easy to assume like, oh, if I'm a workaholic, if I'm somebody that's just working all the time, that I'm going to be more prone. And in some cases, yeah, that that is true. But I think part of it, like if you are somebody who just enjoys working a lot, the, the question there is, are you enjoying it? Or are you doing it for the sake of, of doing it, you know, and, and the, the really key piece for me around burnout, and what I've learned, is that the there are there are lots of sort of different, like I said, experiences and sort of paths to getting there. But the one sort of common underlying piece is that losing connection with yourself. So mm. if you're working a lot, are you still making time for the things that you love, the things that keep you connected with who you are? Are you making time for, you know, spending time with friends and family, um, doing the activities you love? You know, like I, I realized pretty, pretty quickly when I got to that sort of breaking point that I wasn't 
making time to go hiking. Um, and I love mm. being outside and going hiking. I wasn't making time for creative projects. Um, and my background is actually in metalsmithing and jewelries, um, believe it or not. So I wasn't making time for, for doing, you know, having that creative outlet. I had just sort of magically over time, just let all of those things go. So if you're doing a lot of work and you're also making time for the things that you enjoy, then you're probably okay. Mm. But if you're a workaholic who's only focused on work and you're, you're not keeping that, that connection in your life to all, to those other things that connect you with who you are, then you, you may be in trouble. And that kind of leads me to, to some other distinctions that I'd love to make if we've got a little bit of time. Speaking to the sort of workaholic piece, you can get burned out whether you're working part-time or full-time. Like I, I was working full-time, but I wasn't doing the typical like 60 or 70 hours a week. I was doing like 40 hours a week. Um, you know, it, it really doesn't, it doesn't matter how much time, again, it kind of comes back to that piece of what are you doing with the rest of your time? Are you, are you staying connected to yourself? Um, another one is that uh, I think a lot of people feel like, you know, only people who don't enjoy the work that they do get burned out. And that's not necessarily true either. It can happen whether you enjoy your work or you don't enjoy your work. And also the other piece that I, I also want to call out is like, I, I recognize that I was in a very fortunate situation and that I could step away from my job and that not everybody is in that situation. A lot of people don't have that opportunity. Um, but that doesn't mean that you're doomed to just be burned out forever, that there, there are ways to, to, to work, um, on recovering, even if you can't just up and leave your job, which, which a lot of us can't. You know, I wanted to just go back to that point that you made a couple minutes ago and that I wanted to just put a pin on is that, Sometimes we would say, I feel burnt out, but actually it's more a, a, a situation where what you're doing is no longer aligned with what you want to do, right? So it's not, it, two different things. You could feel burned out even though you love your job, even though Absolutely you love true. the work that you do, you could still feel burned out. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's not, it's not the same thing. So that's a great point, actually. Thank you for, for, for that. <laughs> you basically got to the point where you were going through this, like you, you felt yourself becoming a work zombie, right? Or have become a work zombie life type thing. Is there a way looking back that you thought that you could have caught it ahead of time or detected that, oh my God, this is going that way now? <laughs> yeah, that's a really great question. And the answer to that is kind of, is a little bit complicated. Um, one of the things about burnout is that it's kind of sneaky and tricky. It tends to creep up on people without them realizing it, but there definitely are some red flags, some more subtle than others. Mm -hmm. It really, every, like I said, everybody's sort of journey through burnout looks a little bit differently. So for some people it's going to be more subtle. Um, but yeah, there are definitely red flags and signs that you can look for along the way. Um, one of them kind of comes back to something you mentioned earlier, which is, are you somebody that's a hard worker? Mm. Um, because people, what I've noticed, and, and I'm one of them too, um, people that, that work really hard, that have a tendency to really focus on work, sometimes can get lost in it. So that's, that's one thing to look for. 
Um, number two is, have you been a little more like cranky and impatient lately, especially with maybe friends and loved ones where you wouldn't normally, mm. um, you know, have you, have you gotten into the space like where you're dreading Monday every week, if that's becoming a regular thing, like if you're just getting kind of snappy or if you're feeling more pessimistic than normal, um, that's definitely something to be, to keep an eye out for. The third one is like, has becoming, has, has being stressed out sort of just become your normal, you know, going back to what I was talking about is like, it's just, and, and that can be an easy one to fall into because it's also sort of like an accepted norm in our culture Yes, that everybody's stressed out. Everybody's busy. Like that's, that's what we sort of put forth as, as the example of what is supposed to be normal and it's really not. So, so that's definitely another kind of red flag there. Um, number four would be like, are you taking care of yourself or have you been neglecting yourself? Like, do you, are your needs at the top of your to-do list each day and each week, or do they end up just sort of falling to the bottom all the time and usually probably not getting done? Right. Yes. Yes. Um, so that's, that's one of them. Uh, let's see. Oh, and then the, the last one is like, do you have time for fun? Are you making time for the things that you enjoy? Um, you know, if you can't remember the last time you had fun or did something fun, then that might be another sign too. It reminds me of a quote. It's something like, uh, when you feel like you don't have time to take a vacation is exactly the time you need to take a vacation yes. or something along those lines. Absolutely. <laughs> and I would even narrow that down even further to sort of more of a micro level. Like when you feel like you don't have time to take a break from your work or whatever you're doing, that's the time that you need the break the most, right? So same kind of thing, just a little bit smaller of a scale. So true. Now you have, you know, like you said, um, you were lucky, you were in a situation where you were able to step away and look at it holistically. And then you had, you were able to spend a year and a half just sort of like figuring things out, which is excellent. And as you pointed out, not everybody has that uh, luxury or that, you know, benefit. So if someone is experiencing burnout, in fact, and feels like, okay, I am there, there now, say this person cannot, in fact, quit, just quit and put their feet up for months. Is there a way to uh, fix or reverse or heal <laughs> a little bit and start moving away from that situation without having to quit? Yeah, absolutely. There, there definitely is. And really the, the place that I start with most people is really, really tiny steps, mm. um, baby steps, um, which can be frustrating when, it, when you're in that place. Like once you've gotten to the place where you recognize what's going on and you've got, you've had that aha moment of, oh my gosh, I've burned out. Something needs to change. Mm -hmm. Then often the desire is like, oh my gosh, I have to make these big changes right now because this is so awful. I've got to get myself out of this. Um, but what is usually going to be the most realistic and also the most helpful, um, even though it may not feel like it in the moment, is to just start with really small changes that you can be making. Mm. Um, especially if you, you know, you don't have the luxury and it is a luxury of just saying, oh, I'm quitting my job and getting out of here, right? Um, most people, most people don't have that opportunity. Um, 
And, you know, I've certainly been in in situations in the past where I didn't have that opportunity. And so you just have to keep kind of jugging along. What what seems to happen the most, though, with people is is they end up just sort of putting a Band-Aid on it. So they'll Mm. like take a vacation or they'll take a long weekend. (laughs) You got it. Yes, yes. Um, And that's really just a Band-Aid fix. Like that's just a, a, a singular temporary um, almost like I look at it more like triage, right? Like things are bad. I got to take a little bit of time off and, and that's great, but it can't end there. Like that's not, um, that can't be the only thing that you do because if you go on vacation and come back, that's great. You've given yourself a little bit of a break, but if you're not building in, um, again, like those smaller, um, steps and, and healthy habits, you're going to end up right back where you started from before you went on that vacation pretty quickly. So can you give me maybe one or two small things that we can do today, tomorrow, um, to get us back to, you know, safer ground? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The, the first thing I talk to, to folks about a lot is getting back to basics. Um, and this can seem really simple and really easy. And, and often, you know, the reaction I, I get from, from people is like, Oh, well, that's not, that's not going to help. But, um, but the, if you don't have sort of the, the basics that, that basic sort of structure and foundation for yourself from which to, to spring and continue making small steps, then it's really hard to get anywhere. So by the basics, what I mean is like, are you getting enough sleep at night? A lot of people who are feeling overworked, feeling burned out, sleep maybe four or five hours a night. And again, our culture, like we wear that as a badge of honor, like, oh, I only need to sleep four hours and I'm fine. For most people, no, you're not. So are you getting enough sleep? And if you're not, how can you get more? Um, are you like, what are your eating habits? Like, are you taking time to eat throughout the day? A lot of people that I talk to are skipping out on lunch to get more work done. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, you know, so are you making sure that you're, you're nourishing and fueling your body and, and what are you eating? You know, I'm, I'm a fan of chocolate and junk food as much as anybody else, but you also got to get some, some broccoli and, and some other good stuff in there too. Right. Um, and then also, and this is another really basic, simple one, like, are you drinking enough water? Um, because, and no coffee doesn't count. I say that to people all the time. Like, uh, because again, you mean three cups of coffee, especially in the afternoon doesn't count there. No, and I should bring that back. Like that's another sort of red flag to look for, right? Like if you're drinking coffee all day to keep yourself fueled and moving, probably not probably not a good sign. Um, so yeah, are you just keeping yourself hydrated? And then the last one is, are you moving your body regularly? And notice that I didn't use the E word exercise because that is a really loaded word for people. Um, and a lot of people, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to exercise or I hate going to the gym. It's awful or whatever, but just think about how you can move your body more. You know, can you take five minutes, turn on your favorite song and have a private dance party in your living room? Can you, um, walk places that you might normally drive? Um, can you take the stairs at work instead of taking the elevator? Um, can, you know, how can you, again, like these small steps to sort of build these basics back into your day? 
is there um is there a book a nonfiction or fiction nonfiction whatever book that's made an impact on you personally that you wouldn't mind recommending to us yeah of course absolutely um one of the books that I picked up early on just kind of in my own research all about, you know, burnout and, and recovering is a book called The Way We're Working Isn't Working by Tony Schwartz. Um, and it's a fantastic book about, well, the, the title kind of says it. Um, but what he really focuses on is that, you know, so many of us that are feeling overwhelmed, overworked, burned out, feel like, oh, it's time. We don't have enough time. We don't have enough time. Everybody feels like they're so busy. They don't have enough time. And what he really focuses his book on is looking at your energy, um, which I thought was a really interesting perspective and, and really looking at your energy and how you're recharging throughout your day and the week. Um, and so it was a really, really interesting, interesting book that I recommend to a lot of people. And then lastly, Dara, where can we find you online? Where can we follow you? And also, do you mind talking to us a little bit about the podcast? I know you have a podcast. Yeah, yeah, I do have a podcast. Um, you can find me at worklifeuprising.com. You can also find my podcast there. Um, we were talking a little bit before we started recording. Um, my podcast episodes are really short and sweet uh, because I know that the, the folks that I'm speaking to don't feel like they have a lot of time. So they're, they're usually about five minutes. And I just usually provide quick little tips and ideas um, that people can use throughout their day, um, just things to think about. Um, and then you can find me on Instagram, on Facebook, at Work Life Uprising. I'm basically um, Work Life Uprising everywhere. Um, so yeah, that's that's where folks can find me if they want to say hi or, or connect. Brilliant. So the podcast, it's also called Work life uprising. Just want to double check. Okay, cool yes. beans. All right. Well, I'll definitely put a link to all those on the show notes for this episode. Thank you so much, Dara. I enjoyed this conversation. You have to come back. Oh, thank you so much. I would love to. It's been a pleasure. So, what do you think, my friend? Have you ever experienced getting burnout? How did you address it? And what new habits did you implement to prevent getting there again? Hit me up on Instagram and let me know. You can find me at Lublazer on Instagram. You can direct message me. You can follow me. We can chat. We can connect. I would love to hear from you. Now, this show, Second Breaks, is brought to you by Anthriving. Anthriving is a professional network supporting people who want to thrive in their chosen field of work. Anthriving members get access to one-on-one -on -one mentoring, resources and tools for designing and planning the career move, and the opportunity to create valuable professional connections. You can learn more about Anthriving at anthriving.net. Okie dokie, that about wraps it up for this episode. Thank you so much for listening and being with me for a few minutes today. I cannot wait to chat with you again. I will be back next week with a new topic to help you move forward with your career goals and step into the future you want. Until then, keep on making your dent, my friend. Cool beans! Cool beans!